Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. A new service coming to Meltdown Comics, Moped Hero. $5 comic book delivery in Los Angeles, serving Hollywood, WeHo, Bev Hills, Echo Park, Silver Lake, Midtown, and Downtown. A proud partner with Meltdown Comics. What it is, is basically what it sounds like. A dude on a moped going about Los Angeles delivering you your comics. Forget Amazon. Take up Moped Hero. Sign up at www.mopedhero.com or call 425-736-6476 and get those comics delivered via moped. Saturday, February 27th, 5 to 9 p.m. Art the Vote. Burnathon 2, Super Tuesday All-Star Live Painting Panel featuring Bill Sienkiewicz, Al Hefner, Dave Clock, Jim Mafood, and more. Come watch Masters at Work. Hashtag Art the Vote. Bernie Sanders, 2016. The 13th Continuum Book Signing and Launch Party, 420, 7 p.m., Come celebrate the release of the 13th Continuum. There will be yummy treats, exclusive giveaways, special guests, and a book signing with author Jennifer Brody. Join us for this special event at the iconic Meltdown Comics. 1,000 years after a cataclysmic event leaves humanity on the brink of extinction, the descendants of the chosen survivors take refuge in 13 contingency shelters buried deep underground at the bottom of the ocean and in the far reaches of outer space. Myra must escape the tyrannical forces that rule their colonies, journey through the black depths of the ocean and across the cold void of space to find each other on the surface that their ancestors once called home. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. Mr. Akvito, Mr. Cordelova, please take seat. Cordelova? Yes. Akvito. Akvito. Am I saying it correctly? Avocado. It's avocado. Mr. Avocado, (laughs) Mr. Corticopia. It's Akvito. Mr. Akvito, I'm not going to take any snark from you. Now, I understand that the two of you had a little fun at a party this weekend. Care to comment? No. Uh, What do you remember, Aristotle? Nothing. I remember seeing you. I remember seeing you. I remember okay. walking in and going in the restroom. I remember saying something to Zach on the way out. Oh, now, who was this Zach? Zach McKeever. Mm. Now, is he one of those miscreants in the Nerd Melt showroom? Yep. 
Okay. I'd be so bold to say the miscreant. Miscreant. Okay. Like the most miss. But please lean a little oh, closer into this mic because it's being recorded for for the uh, officials. Do you remember turning to me? I think it was like a couple of minutes after you got out of the bathroom and we were sitting down and you were very quiet and then you turned to me and you're like, hey, let's play King's Cup. King's Cup. <laughs> and Desiree was like, no. And you're like, hey, but let's play King's Cup. <laughs> King's Cup is not a joke, Mr. Cotocopia. This is one of the most serious drinking games. You go from zero to drunk in two minutes' time. That's exactly what And you push further. I need the both of you to understand how dangerous this game is. You're chuckling. I don't find it funny. Now, Mr. Avocado. I was told that when you entered the premises of this this housewarming party where no one was supposed to know the layout, you, upon everyone saying, Mr. Avocado, you, the, you, you didn't even acknowledge anyone. You made straight for the toilet. Is that correct? Apparently. I, I was thinking about that the next day. Like, I, I don't remember asking anyone, but I remember walking straight to it. The words they used was a beeline for the bathroom. You beelined towards the bathroom. Yes or no? I suppose. I don't know what it'd be like. I hate fickle answers. Now, Mr. Conocopia. <laughs> yeah. Please describe the state of Mr. Avocado. Uh, extremely drunk. Well, not extremely. He was pretty drunk. And was he uh, belligerent or was he kindly? <laughs> he was funny. He was funny. <laughs> he was letting loose. Was I mean? Because uh, that's, that's like, I feel like that there's... There's a barrier of drunkness where I'm like, well, I'm just I, telling could, I could do a very off. untruthful thing and say, you mean like yes, you were just so it? that you learned your lesson. But instead, I'll report what everyone else said, which was that you were very nice when you were drunk. Okay, cool. Because there's there but, is a threshold where like I then start just telling people to fuck off and like fuck you. like uh this wasn't the most drunk I've been, but it's the most I can't remember of a, a night. Like this is the <laughs> most I've never remembered. From a night, but uh, this housewarming party, yeah. And there's there was another time I was drunker, and I was sitting there with Desiree and some friends, and Desiree was holding our dog Chase, and I was looking at him, and I was like, "Fuck you, Chase! Stop <laughs> looking at me!" So now you're being abusive to animals. Yeah, like I that's that's. Uh, I I'm gonna that. leave yeah. you two boys here to your thoughts, Mr. Kotalova. You seem to be the biggest bad influence on Mr. Avocado. He got drunk. And you, you know, you need to (laughs) think about your your influence on Mr. Acvito. And he's he's weak of will. (laughs) Did I did I have anything to drink while I was there? Water. That was about it. You kept wanting to like drink more, and Desiree was like, "No, Mr. Avocado, I am so sorry that you were subject to Mr. Cornucopia's <laughs> uh, 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 miscreantism. I'm going to leave this that, office that imis- immediately, and before, I don't, I don't want to see you two in here again for any other conduct like this. Agreed? Before you go, I have to yes. say that Derek was the most drunk of all of us. Really, he was there. He was super drunk." I, I was he threw under up the, on my shoes. I was under the impression that he arrives much later than everyone else and was very jovial. And I, I think to recall, there was a number of the Nerd Melt showroom girls that were just like, he's so darling and he would never be that drunk. No, no, he was, was super drunk. There was one time Derek got very <laughs> drunk at I'm going a, to leave uh, this office right now. We I'm going to let you boys continue your 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 shenanigans and, and talk to the we assistant were trying to principal. Drive him home and he just ran away from us. 
yes, into, into the sunset he's, night. He, you know that boy, he's from a place where it's wide open fields and he just can't help himself. He has to start running like Forrest Gump. So I'm going to leave you two boys now. You can talk about your little comics and whatnot and uh, reflect on your life, okay? I heard white, <laughs> white open fields. White. Uh, so... Who is that bitch? I don't know if anyone can hear the stomping. <laughs> I've, I hope they can. But I don't, I don't think the sounded like Nancy Grace. What's up? Oh, did it? Did it? Is that, was that a well, spot on Nancy Grace? Let's say on a scale of one to ten, seven point okay. four. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it sounded like. But I don't know. I was drunk. I I remember seeing you, and I remember mm-hmm. you coming and like laying down next to me, and like saying like, "I'm so glad I'm here to see this." And I was like, "Oh shit, do I have something on my face? I'm making <laughs> a stupid face or something?" Man, no, it was it was the uh, it was it's nice to see people get drunk and just be super happy, versus like ninety percent of any time <laughs> either it's mad or sad or just getting belligerent. Um, you were just in your happy place. I, I don't know what. Again, I asked you if you were drunk when you showed up, and you're like, "I'm not drunk." And I was like, "Yeah, oh, you I'll are, say you, I'm not drunk." Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was like, "You are so drunk." See, I start smiling when people are like, "You're drunk," and I give it away right away. It's when I'm tired and about to fall asleep, and people are like, "You're falling asleep," and I just get angry. It's like, <laughs> "No, I'm not," and they just watch me for like yeah. three minutes. That's 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 when I lie. I was but, uh, yeah. I smile when people are like you're drunk. To learn that Caitlin was uh, pretty drunk. Uh, yeah, she, she seemed very I relaxed. Could, no, I, she goes from like chill to like extremely extreme chill. chill. Yeah. And when I left, she was like laying on this couch, and she looked like the most like she just needed like sunglasses, and she would yeah, like she'd for be, sure like, the coolest like, fucking she, person. Like she is the uh, program director uh, in the Nerd Melt showroom. Very nice woman. Um, always Super cool. Yeah, yeah. Any, Literally any, the best. Yeah. Any any time that it's <laughs> the coolest. It's like borderline. Should we stay open in the store or not? She's always like, if you want to leave, like let's just get you out of here. She's she's great. And so when I walked in, the two th- things that made me happiest was that the both of you looked like you were I, in your happy place. I was sit- where I was sitting down, which I still don't remember where I was sitting. I you just- were sitting close to the toilet. Like outside of okay, that's between the two door frames. Yes, okay, that's exactly what I remember. But I thought, no way, that's yeah. such a small little section. Yeah, I'm sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Like a, it's one of those very safe. Like yeah, I'm no next had, to the toilet if I need to be there. No one had one of those like uh, green like chair like floor chairs that are like don't have any legs. They're just like like a rocking yeah. gaming chair. Yeah, um, I like that his house was high up on a hill. His yeah. apartment was high up on a hill. I, I, I like, I, I I like that it was right next to Kidoba. I saw oh, yeah. not Kidoba. Uh, was it Gisalos? Uh, I still haven't. I don't know what's there. I haven't been there. Gisalos? Yeah, I know. The I name. You say no one's place. I haven't uh, been there. Really, actually, it's, I forgot it's it Mexican all. food, but it's like yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's not vegan, right? Never. Uh, I don't vegan know. Tricky, I'm yeah. sure they probably have something vegan there. It's mm. very. It's a very modern place. Uh, oh. Their mole is really good, though. Mole, 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 mole. We had like the sam. <laughs> me and uh, uh, Jess had the sampler like taco plate. Like each got one, and we're not like super into spicy food, but we're like, fuck it, let's see what. Yeah, let's see what this has to offer. And it was really good. It was delicious. It was I think Indian fantastic. food is like right in the medium of like Derek can handle this. I always get. Do you go mild? Because I get mild, and that's all I can take. Uh, I can, I can, I can do okay with medium Indian food. It's like medium Mexican or like any like. Cause it goes from zero to hot in no, like no time at all. I feel like Indian works your works you up. Yeah, yeah. 
But well, that's why I can only do mild. Yeah. Because I'll just keep eating it, and then by the time I'm like, ah, shit, I'm on fire, <laughs> and um, my shit is on fire. Uh, but I remember sitting there and seeing Caitlin sitting at the table in front of me, and yeah. then just kind of like laying down. Yeah. And it was almost like, I can I can see your drunkenness. We are both glowing with drunkenness <laughs> right now. Our auras are some like amber it's like, color. It's like we achieved the next level of consciousness, and yeah. we are both like, I can see you over here. We're both up here. Everyone else is here. Don't you but love I that moment at a like really like chaotic party, or even just a chill party where everyone's like connected in conversation, and you just sort of scan the room, and you lock eyes with that one person that was doing the same thing, and you just both laugh for probably like three minutes, because it was like we we caught. A glimpse of the exact same thing of like, hey, we're removed from this for a second. <laughs> I always enjoy that. Uh, I thought that was really fun and made me want to hang out with the uh, nerd melt people more. Yeah, you know when you walk into a party and like, if there's a song on like right away, you know what the vibe of the party is, and you're like, thank God, because it's like <laughs> it's just like there's a million parties that I don't want to attend, but I, yet there's so many that I do, and it's it's funny because like when you walk in and it's on just po- the right music. song. <laughs> eh, polka is like if if polka was playing at like a family event, I'd be like, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> but if polka Bring was playing the beer, if, if the- polka was playing at like a millennial party, I'd be like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> what are we doing? What are, yeah, what is this? Should I have uh, dressed up? I don't remember any of the music. Apparently, waves came on. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah. D- Diego was playing his um playlist off. I think off his phone or something. Yeah, oh, there's a there was a point where like. Diego was trying to tell <laughs> Zach, uh, tech guy at um, uh, Nerdmelt, very cool guy, um, the like old Kanye, oh. which Zach's like not about really anything modern. Uh, it was like him. Him and Nolan have been like on this tirade of like Kanye because Kanye's like new album because Kanye's um, a monster it needs to be taken down. <laughs> uh, Personal feelings aside, uh, <laughs> about his person, uh, they've like just been like talking about his music like nonstop. And mm-hmm. the last time we went to the mm-hmm. bar, like that was like the entire conversation was just. Sometimes I'm there's like about th- his there's his, things that I'll obsessively like yeah. talk about. Um, I'm glad that like I just haven't really ventured into Kanye territory. I don't need to. Yeah, there's not. Eh, I, ever, there's so many people already doing it. It's like whenever somebody wears an. I love New York shirt. Like maybe sometime I'll visit New York. Eh, I don't know if everyone loves it, and I just feel like okay about it. Then eh. <laughs> if know? it comes on the radio, I, I won't eh. turn it off. I'm but. I'm like my my radio station is almost permanently set on classical right now because there's like zero. All they're doing is like, please donate to us. Like that's <laughs> the only thing I have to like put up with. The rest of it's just like, yeah, all this shit hey, was really good. We know you're on your way to get a coffee. Hey, if you like this, uh, please make us stay alive. (laughs) For the love of Christ, just take whatever you were going to spend on, like, one Netflix subscription. Put it towards us. I'm all I buy. (laughs) Look, you have Hulu and Netflix. Do you really need both? Come on, now. Just come on. Support classics. Um, Speaking of classics, I feel like some classics dropped this week. But let's talk about... The news first. The news, Bob. The news. Batman, Superman, still on that horizon. Uh, now officially one month away from when oh, we're yeah. recording this. Officially twenty fifth. Oh really? It's yep. It's at the end of next one month away. I heard that they moved it to 
a later month, though. <clears throat> uh, you're saying that with a smile? I don't believe you. Hey, I heard uh, the second like half of it is just... Oh my god! We you did bo- hear that. <laughs> I know you. I know you heard that. Um, that. But that guy like just like did this sleight of hand. Yeah, I just you know so happened to work for Disney. But I just like you know I really I, I just, believe him. No, dude. <laughs> that when you preface, you just sneak that little preface in there. He's trying to sleep soundly at night while he destroys like a a franchise for two people. But the third person's I, like, I see through to your soul, sir. Like you're coming here and you're buying stuff because you like both camps and don't sabotage one of them that's how i felt I, yeah he was I, like i mean if, he was fishing i'm still gonna see it yeah i feel like maybe all he has I mean, to do is plant depends. the seed of doubt that's like yeah. the entire thing well it's not like that seed kind of wasn't there like i'm excited for this one but i'm still uh, i just uh, listen i not nervous the but. the posters that have come out were it's it's funny because I thought I'd want one more than the other, but the posters of them like going at each other, about to punch each other. You see yeah. the back side of one and the front side of the other. Yeah. They did the reverse of it. Both I, of those just I get have me to so ask excited. this as well because I'm what's very up? confused on what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, is it rated R? No. Okay, so let's let's talk uh, about yeah, that because because yeah, we have because I saw. <laughs> I don't know if it was just like coincidence or what, but you and Dave Baker had almost the, the exact same, same status yeah. of. Deadpool didn't do well because it was rated R. Deadpool did well because it adhered to what was at the core of the story, to which I agree. But I feel like it was like a backhanded like comment. Not not you or like just like everyone was kind of taking this stand, <clears throat> sort of like a backhanded like. At the same time that the director's cut was rated R. Uh, oh no, announcement no. Um, of Batman vs Superman. It, oh, it, it was nothing, that confused me. It was I was like, yeah. how is home? It's going to be on the on the Blu-ray. So it's yeah. it's it's nothing to do with that. It's just uh, I mean, because the movie that we're getting in theaters is the PG thirteen exactly. Uh, um, but my whole thing uh, with it was that I I just had seen so many posts uh, leading up to that saying like, oh. See, there should be more superhero movies that are rated R movies. Like yeah. all superhero movies, like th- like they just need to like push that envelope that way and like that. It's and it's no. it's not that like you. I I feel like there you can you can make things into rated R movies. Yeah, right. but <clears throat> at what point are you just doing it to get that R rating and not necessarily yeah to keep the context of the character? Like, uh, there was the whole. <clears throat> debacle of people going like, oh well, we want like a, a kid friendly version of Deadpool, which granted, yeah, uh, that you, exists somewhere. You, you can make that, yeah. But at the essence of what they were trying to make, right. the movie that they wanted to make, the Their movie that truest that, form. that was it's yeah in, in its truest form, uh, was that rated R version, yeah. And they weren't like unnecessarily like trying to push that envelope. It's just that the character so happens to unnecessarily push that envelope, right? As as he as he does. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need a rated R Thor. I want some Asgardian orgies. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we almost got that in the the sort of dream sequence oh, yeah. in Age of Ultron. Well, that's, they're, that's they're, what we uh, need. they just yeah. announced that that um that rated R Wolverine that they're making, uh, which is an old man uh, Logan one. Which is it really old man Logan? Yeah. Um my issue with that, which is probably the issue that I had with um uh, with like Age of Ultron and 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 probably the issue that I'm gonna have with Civil War, they're titled after these these properties, these comics, but and it's like not gonna be. they're not. Wait, is it titled Old Man Logan? <clears throat> I'm 
more than certain that's probably what it's going to end up being. Uh, but like that's that's what they're talking about that they're going to adapt to film. Um, oh, they can't do Hulk. There's so much they can't. They do. can't do yeah. Hulk. Oh, they can't there's do no, Hawkeye. There's no symbiote stuff. There's no Hawkeye. Stuff. Like what? So is it just going to be him old in the future? And like, <laughs> I guess you could keep some of the essence of that story, but like. The story itself oh, yeah. won't be the same. You really yeah. need Hulk in that story. Well, okay. Um, Cliff and I were talking. It, it is... If Marvel Studios could get some cut of it, if they could work it out, because Spider-Man like they, was... Like the, the, like, the yeah, Sony? exactly. Yeah. That is such a... That was so... The fact that they couldn't come to terms in a way that they yeah. probably should have actually cost quite a bit of money. For which side, I don't. I don't know how much. I just know that it's like if they would. Uh, if they would have just figured their shit out a little that's better. That's kind of another thing of this of like the Deadpool movie doing well. That now yeah, it so I feel little, like apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, well, that I feel like now Fox is like, oh, yeah. We don't necessarily need to be part of that universe in order to make this work. Yeah, it, if it'd we be just a tricky if thing. we figure out yeah. what we're doing here, yeah, we can retain these properties. And do well. Well, with when, them. You, when you um, and we'll, I'll talk about this a, a little more. Um, I finally sat down to watch um, Legends of Tomorrow, and oh. I want I want to say it's not because I had any. I'm just such a movie guy that yeah. like TV is TV feels like such a commitment to me. Like when you stop and think about it, it's if you were to binge it, it's like a 12 hour movie. If you like break it up, it's still like hours out of your day. It's just it's such a commitment. So I I pretty much only treat it like when I can when I can binge. So I caught up on Flash, the current season of Flash and um, Legends of Tomorrow, and they have the like TV studios have come to a much easier agreement just because there's one guy, you know Berlanti that's. Um, being like, hey, I want this property. It'll do well. People will watch it. Mm. I feel like there's a much easier negotiation because now there's two different um, studios making uh, the DC properties in terms of television. Which is there's CW uh, and um, is it CBS? I think it's CBS. Whatever has Supergirl. Uh, I think it's CBS. What uh, what else are they making? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if there's oh, going to be like uh, a third. They're making. They're making that. Uh... That show uh, that they just announced all those uh, those actors of. <laughs> Which one? Um, the it, it's it, it's the non superhero superhero show where it's like it's taken from the point of view of like people living in a superhero world. Oh, but they don't have superpowers. Um, the the David, what do you think is his name? David. Oh, from Community. From Community's yeah. in it. Um, uh. They they had some other uh, people in it, but I can't remember what the show was called. But that's yeah. that's the it's a DC show. Yeah, I and then uh, Lucifer is which is mm. I that's well, Vertigo. Yeah. yeah, so but it's you know I've I've actually been really enjoying that. There's yeah, there's people that have been enjoying it. I think that don't know the source material that it originated from. That it's not so close to the well, chest. I, but I know Cliff I, has been like adamant that he's like this is like. Well, because they turned it into well, because they turned it into police procedural. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which which is, is not it, it's not. No. But uh, I didn't expect them not to do that when I yeah. saw like what they what they were. I was like, for oh, those okay. for those of you that uh, that don't know uh, the origin of of Lucifer as it pertains to uh, <laughs> Lucifer the guy, the, the Sandman uh, comics. Yeah, the Sandman comics. Uh, basically, he uh, wages a bet with I think Mobius with. Uh, 
with or with Dream, and basically yeah, loses. Yeah. And he's so distraught by the fact that he loses that he says, "Yo, everyone in hell right now, GTFO, I'm locking the door." I'm leaving. He quits. Yeah, I'm he, he going quits to a piano bar in Los Angeles, and that's what I want to do with the rest of my life, which sounds like a really amazing premise. Yeah. So the fact that this got turned into a police procedural is like, how many of those did, did we need, honestly, <laughs> on TV anymore? I would have loved to have seen them go the route. And and we talked well, about how I mean, hard that would so be much, for Neil Gaiman's so much. Sandman, but like you could easily <clears throat> do like a dirty over the shoulder. Who is it that Lucifer's talking yeah. to? You don't know without showing Sandman and involving the property. Yeah, know? I mean it's it's not so much they, they're hinting at a larger plot with the uh, like the appearance of these other angels that come or the one other angel that's like, yo, hey, you yeah. need to go back to hell. You need to go back to work. Like your that is your job. Yeah. You need to go do yeah. your job. You have one job, and he's like. Fuck you. Uh, I'm Lucifer. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, mm-hmm. And he's on Earth now. And and uh, it seems like it's it's the the way the Earth is affecting him is or being on the mortal yeah. plane is that he's he's growing more. Um, uh, he feels bad for humans, or he he he's yeah. like he he almost wants to help. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, he's still him, so he wants to. <laughs> He's he wants to help, but he's dealing justice, and I think the aspect of that is like helping him like well, get, get that that like exert that that. Well, I'm dealing justice, but like Hellraiser style style justice yeah, of like exactly. uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm still the devil. Yeah, I'm still gonna fuck with you. Uh, that show is called Suspect, and it Suspect. says here it features gay DC friends. That's what I don't. That's just the headline. Who's on the show? Gay DC friends? What? The Wonder Twins? I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, this website is loading very slowly. Uh, but to sort of wrap it all up and, and uh, rain back on all the digression, I, the point is, is yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about how TV is getting along a little more because yeah. I think they know that it's like, oh, if we, if we do this and we feature the people, then it's just going to like make... TV have such a continuity that it's never had before if the yeah. studios can just like get along whereas like the film properties because they're not making as That's, many it's he, just like well, there's like a harder fight it's slightly going back to the point of the, the rated R thing it's, mm-hmm. it's and I had someone comment on on, on the, the thing that I put up and they're like oh like pretty much more or less saying that that it sh- the character shouldn't be like yeah. exactly the way that they're in the comics and yeah. it, it's true it's, it's you should be able to express yourself within a new uh, uh, in different medium, right? Uh, with the characters and and do something or try to do something new, or try to do something new with them. But mm-hmm. it's like, would you do a Superman movie or like a Superman like TV show and then like strip him of all of his powers and like like make him a character that that is like a complete like renegade and also like change him to be but it's still like title it superman and like he's like on a motorcycle the entire time and then also like he's just like uh like big like lothario yeah and it's just you know that like changing like a, the character a season like season or an art of the larger show where that happens but not like start see but like that's like but that, that no that's like you know? the entire series like yeah, exactly that's what i'm you saying can't like start you start from the beginning like, like doing that it's fine like there's there's a core concept to these characters yeah there's there's an identifiable like truth to each one of them, right? And if you lose that from what you're trying to make, then are you still making 
the yeah. product of, of said character. Yeah. I see where I messed up in that show. I looked up DC new show. Yeah. And that was a show about Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. The show is called Powerless, yeah. and it's Danny Puddy and Alan Tudyk. Got it. Tudyk. 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 We are bad with names. Yes. Um, Speaking of so, more TV. I, I, I want to oh. close the thought on... Uh, Legends on, uh, of Tomorrow. Well, Legends... Or, we can talk about that, but um, right. the Batman vs. Superman uh, rated R oh. thing, I like that doesn't surprise me just because Zack Snyder... Is a rated R kind of guy. Is a rated R kind of guy, but I don't think it's like he's, you know, we talked about the danger of like what happens if uh, somebody's doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. I, when I look at the extended cut of Watchmen, he, I, I feel like he was like being Ooh. like, there was so much I couldn't deliver in a like standard theatrical cut. So here you go. And that but was I feel like, like an, Watchmen definitely kind of like lends itself exactly. to being rated R. And when, a, when Batman versus Superman are actually fighting each other. If there's blood shown, if there's yeah. actual like, I would hope it's for violence. Fighting, um, and it is, it is for violence. Okay. But they've also like alluded to in the trailers that Batman swears. You know what I mean? Which, which, you know, Batman to has me, sexy times. But, well, maybe with uh, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> but I, uh, I, when I think of the um, MPAA, the people that are slapping these, you know, arbitrary letters onto things, um, uh, it's just. It, it's just an R rating. I and usually when a Blu-ray is is cut, it says unrated, mm-hmm. and that's usually for something that was R and released R, and then it like maybe pushed some boundaries past R. Um, but unrated would sound really risque. So like mm-hmm. an R, I don't. I I just don't think it's. If anyone's like, oh, that's completely arbitrary, or like, why are they doing it? Why does it need to go to that level? I. I see it. I I see it so grounded in what we've seen. You know what I mean? There's a shot in the trailer where Batman like punches Superman in the face, makes him bleed out the nose, and slams him against a wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if that's just what I've seen in like a a second, I could see how that would be more so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I so I don't I don't know. It could just be the fact that um, it's sort of it fuels the fire of yeah. like you know. Talking about, uh, but going back to TV for a yeah. second, got a an official rumor. Mm. <laughs> official, yes, rumor. No, yeah. uh, the rumor. Go on. Being is that we got our Iron Fist. Good. In Finn Jones from Game of Thrones, who plays which character? Uh, the uh, Knight of Flowers. Right. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well. That is a a very Danny Rand in the Marvel universe yeah. to a degree, but wasn't meeting one of the requirements that you were hoping for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> the exchange we of two yas see. between two guys is basically like, well, we would have liked an Asian actor. Yeah, but that would have made some sense. This is a question I have, and I don't like. I, if my ignorance is exposed, then I feel like that's okay. Like, obviously, I want more Asian actors featured. But I was, but yeah, see, I, I was the just, martial arts character, like casting him as the martial arts character, yeah. is that I, I would just want that. What I would really want is somebody that actually knew martial arts to like a Jackie Chan level of impressive. They could like do a wide and like just wow me. Mm. 
And so that that at that point, I don't I don't care either way about race. I, it's I, I just feel, about like yeah, this guy actually knows what he's doing. Exactly. Um, um, so that's what I would be interested in. Danny Rand. Obviously, I um, I want more Asian actors featured, but it, I don't. I also don't know if it's like maybe this is not such a character that we need to. It needs to be like just yeah. other, just c- completely other things in which we see Asian. Asian people in in the world doing jobs that aren't like martial arts related. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that that was funny. I was just talking to Desiree about that. Yeah, about more Asian actors, and mm-hmm. that uh, I just finished rewatching Thirty Rock. Right. And there's an episode where Kenneth works for the um, like the censorship bureau. Yeah. And they're talking about how like uh, diversity in television, and then this. Uh, Asian guy in the office from the corner is like, yeah, like more Asian actors. And they both do. I'm like, shut up! Get back <laughs> in the corner! No one wants to hear you talk! Oh my god. And, uh... That's a, I, it was, wow. I just laughed so hard. It's a joke, but it's, it's also... Uh, that's why it's a... That's why I feel like it's it, it breeds like a laugh, because it's like... It works with timing, but it's also yeah. very uncomfortable, because you're like... Um... Because, like, it's... It's true. I'm actually they know on it. the side of the of... people that they're yelling at. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's that's just what I love about that whole show. Jack Jonaghy just just yeah. being a total Trump guy. Oh god. Whether yeah. he wants it or not, he's all Trump. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I'm glad at the top of the segment we threw in uh, about the Burnathon, which uh yeah. um I think uh, will be a very awesome event and will be even bigger than what it was and more exposed. And if you're definitely in the Los Angeles area, come check that out. Um, I just looked and we got to probably move on to the picks of the week. Uh, real quick, I just want to throw in Pacific, throw it in there. Pacific Rim 2. It's happening. It's happening. Yes. And before picks of the week uh, and Pacific Rim 2, let that just sit in your mind and think about it. The fact that it's actually happening, one little... Thing? Did you extrapolate anything other than it's happening? Uh, Stephen S. Denight of yes. Daredevil will be directing. I oh, believe. cool! We have a new script, so it's kind of not Great. the same one from before. Okay. Uh, it's just happening. And I, I cannot remember. Did Guillermo direct that, or did he? Was he just he directed and producer? wrote the first one, and then okay. this one he is uh, executive producer. Yeah. Okay. Last last thought. There was um, an announcement made for DC Rebirth. Oh, yeah. The And there was a video that um, you can check online of Jeff Johns talking and explaining what Rebirth is going gonna, is gonna to entail. Um, it, makes me, it makes me feel um, better that Jeff Johns is again being, you know, sort of showcased because I, I trust him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, he'll correct the timeline because when you look at the larger picture of the New 52, he was consistent. He had a plan. I feel like all the plot points moved. Um, and if he's being in charge of, like, sort of creating um, uh, a fix, uh, I I stand by and support that. Because I know that both camps... Like, I really... I I, th- I actually wanted Secret Wars to, to deliver uh, because I wanted to go back into reading Marvel again. Because I was just so, like, oh, my God, I felt lost. And um, and I I think that all it really did was um, give me another soft reboot. I and I've I've said this before. I tend to be 
a bigger fan of hard reboots, and it appears like this is at least a moderate reboot, bigger than a soft reboot. Um, so I, I I think you should definitely check it out. There's an awesome article written um, right now on our blog posts uh, by Matt Orso. Um, he comes in all the time. He's also a, um, one of the most religious listeners of, of Melcast. So there's a shout out to you, Matt. Um, check out that article because it was well written and it talks about very important thing uh, for DC Comics right now. So uh, speaking of DC Comics, both of my picks of the week, in fact, like uh, all the issues that I picked for when I was on XSN last night talking with uh, Cliff Broadway, um, which you can see Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. where we talk about uh, the new picks of the week. Uh, all of, of it, week. all of it was DC for me. And I and I usually uh, I never want to come in with a hard bias, especially when it's on XSN. I only get an hour, but it was honestly like everything I saw that immediately jumped at me was DC related, and there was like not that many new number ones this week. Yeah. It was it was a I thought it was a big week for DC. Um, so we'll uh, talk about our shared book that we have together, which is uh, Dark Knight Three: The Master Race. Issue number three, which took a second to come out. Mm-hmm. Though I, I, I will say that I, I didn't even notice the second because number two was in my pull box for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and I just bought it, just read it the other day, so I'm perfectly caught up right here. Sometimes uh, with the big books, it's just nice to like hang back and wait yeah. to read it because that's that's like that's what I had to do with um, those Gundam mangas that came out. Oh like, yeah. They came we, out so we got a huge shipment of manga this week um, from Last Gas. It uh, like I took in that entire order. It's giant. We we had to like extend. We basically had to make room for a completely new shelf of manga, which is like right next to our other shelf, which w- uh, w- uh, we would love to carry more manga. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like the state of manga right now, as a whole, uh, in in America needs there needs to be a wave of like that catching on because we get like we're frequently restocking like all of the brilliant like manga that we have uh but i think it's it's hard to like break through to the like middle tier and yeah yeah so we would love to have more of that in store but i feel like it's got we got to have the market first um and thankfully there's some there's some books that just came out that i would equate to like the equivalent of our Daniel Clouser or Arkham or like that type of manga on this completely new shelf. So if you want to verse yourself in some newer and some uh, like unexplored manga, we definitely have that shipment that just came in. Um, so the Dark Knight 3 Master Race, what was the thing that grabbed you most about this issue? Uh, well, I have, to, I have to start with this, that I am not familiar with Candor. I know oh, it now because okay. of this, yeah. but I had no prior to this. I had no idea that that existed. Yeah. So, yep. Sitting uh, in a bottle of uh, tiny little Kryptonians um, that uh, were like I, I. This is where I like I, I think it's Kryptonians, but uh, it's also might be a like a and somebody's probably cringing hearing me say this. <laughs> uh, I thought I had read stories where it's like no, they're not Kryptonians because Krypton was destroyed, but they're like they're like Kryptonians. Why are they so little? Um, why are they so little? Yeah, like I, well, yeah, I don't they, I don't remember the there origin. There was Krypton, and then there was also these tiny people. Do you know the origin, are. Eddie, of of uh, Kandor? Oh, uh, the bottled city of Kandor. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think Brainiac had like. Oh yeah. <clears throat> captured them and then. Uh, Shrunk them. And they are okay. Kryptonians, or they're like Kryptonians. Yeah, they're Kryptonians because okay. they're full on yeah. Kryptonian in yeah. this. Is that where um, uh, Nightwing and Flamebird got their names from? Well, they came well, from Candor, didn't they? Well, they, they were they were like two like superheroes, different that, Nightwing. There's uh, two Nightwings. That is DC. how Nightwing yeah. got his name, though. Yeah, he, like Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, uh, they were like superheroes that lived on, on, on. I think Candor. Krypton or Candor. Candor. Okay. Well, I think they brought him back later go. on in like the New Fifty Two. Yeah, they did. Or no, I thought it was pre <laughs> pre. Yeah, pre. Yeah, pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, but it was great. Yeah. Uh, I also love the mini comics. And yeah, I, w- I was kind of when I read the second one, I thought that Frank Miller was going to be drawing these, like all the mini comics. I thought he was. I heard he, he was. No, it, isn't he in this one? Mm, it doesn't say. I thought. I thought it was like the cover is definitely. We talked about um, Eddie and I talked about how the cover is pretty great to the Green Lantern uh, mini comic featured in this one. Um, that was done by John Romita Jr. The cover. Um, it's written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. And then... It says breakdowns by John Romita Jr. Yeah. And then finishes by Frank Miller, oh, which are okay. words that I don't... Like, what is that... What did What did you do in this process? Then? Yeah, what there was a... Mean? Yeah, there's... There, there's... I feel like with the old school guys, there is, like, a certain, like... Like, it, a it vocabulary probably... they want to bring to it because mm. uh, Neil Adams had the, the Coming of Superman book come yeah. out. And um, he was in charge of story and art and then somebody did words and i was Mm. like well somebody else did lettering so i take words to mean dialogue so he's like well "Mm." it's like it's um you know like when somebody like hey this is my story yeah this is what i wanted to say yeah and then there's a great i'll write the dialogue yeah yeah that's pretty okay that's what i figured so yeah so the breakdowns are done by john romita jr so he sort of he sets up the like breakdown like jun 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 jun, <laughs> which is a very specific joke. I don't know if you people will that. Giggle. Um, uh, maybe the paneling. I would say that's what I was going to assume. It was the, the paneling, and then Frank Miller went in and yeah, did Frank Miller because yeah. it looks like Frank Miller, but it Definitely. also was like. But it yeah, so I think name. I'm pretty sure he's like an art detail. The second one, though, yes. I'm pretty sure he did not do. I'm fairly certain that's the one with mm. Wonder Woman. No, that was. Was that in the book or was that... Damn it, who was the second mini-comic? Let's see, Adam was the first, Green Lantern uh, was the third. Um, anyways, this is... Uh, the story's been great. The, yeah, and we had the discussion, uh, Aristotle and I, of how, how should you read it? Should you read the story and when the mini-comic comes up, start reading the mini-comic? Or should you read the whole issue, then read the mini-comic? And I think you can do it either way and it makes perfect sense and because the way that I've been reading it is when the mini comic shows up I just start reading it because I I definitely think that once you finish the mini comic they've thought about like what follows because the next um, page turn that you have in this issue is like a uh, giant um, page of did you say my people when Superman is fully broken out of frozen from his throne um, and just looking pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. I, d- I saw his face, though, and I was like, man, I want him to look like old, like, Reagan-y looking uh, Superman, like, oh. in, like how Frank Miller drew. In the very first one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, he still looks 
he still looks of the world and mm-hmm. um, pretty imposing. Um, but yeah, he looks he looks he doesn't have the quaff that he did for yeah. sure. Um, I, when I think about that, like in the first uh, Dark Knight Returns, like that quaff is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think definitely they what they touched on lightly in the first issue, which is um, the media presence um, and how it's defined today in our terms. If there was some like panic and pandemonium that would break out they really lean in hard in this issue because all the pundits are when a major catastrophe happens in this issue that pundits are doing what they do best and say see we warned you we warned you we warned you this stuff would happen and they're not told you they're they're really not helping all they're doing is saying we we warned you we said this would happen and things like that no one's no one's really doing anything. And then to the side of their word bubbles, even smaller and even more insignificant are these little tweets that tweets come out. Tweets and texts. Yeah. That, of, like, of our either just like doing this like limp dick commentary <laughs> on what the commentary is yeah. of the larger matter, or they're just talking about, so you want to go to this uh, club? Completely. You want to go to the party? To yeah. yeah. Have no idea that there's just catastrophe in their very face if they were to step outside which I mean I would like to go to the club and party though <laughs> if we're being honest yeah, if if that's like you admitting <laughs> like oh yeah if we're fucked then we're fucked that's the way I want to go no I mean I just want to go to the club and the party well, like, then I would. Why, then why I can't would, we do both, Derek? Then I would posit that uh, maybe this is targeted, kind of at maybe a little bit, sort of at Edward Guardova. We started the segment with a, a thing of us being drunk at a party. It's true. Anyways, I like. <laughs> I like You're right. You're right. I, I like that the uh, I like that Batman is consistently large. Oh yeah, and speaking yeah, speaking of that, one of the uh, the the best panels to come out of the book was featured in this uh, comic where um, uh, Old Man Batman is putting to sleep uh, um, our former Robin who has adopted his mantle in the first issue, and in one entire page we get a giant aged Fucking Batman's huge, hand, huge Batman with um huge with uh, scars all over his hands, but doing a very gentle um, putting to sleep of of um her. What's what's her name again? I always Carrie forget. Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Okay, mm-hmm. Carrie. Um, it was Robin in the first one, Catwoman in the second one, and then like, and then Batman in the first issue of this. Yeah. I never read the second one. And uh, and it's interesting because I think and we talked about this on XSN. Um, Frank Miller catches a lot of shit for whatever. Uh, misogynistic title he's earned that uh, that people have issues with, but I I feel like the way that he treats uh, the way he treats women in Sin City, I can see why they would like freak out. But in terms of the Batman lore, like I mean, this is a this is former Robin, female Robin, who's adopted the mantle, and now Batman like absolutely loves her. Says that he's and as far as we know, she because uh, I'm not familiar. Has there been a female Batman before? Not a Batgirl, not a Batwoman. I don't think anyone stepped in the mantle that I can recall. Maybe in like an uh, Elseworldy fun like thing. No, I don't think Batwoman's ever done is like in. they they had like uh they had an Elseworld where like gender swap. Her Batwoman costume was like like it just looked like the Batman costume. Mm, got you. Um, but it wasn't like uh, the redheaded Batwoman, right? Um, so yeah, so I, 
it was a very touching uh, panel. I don't know how much that maybe is uh, Frank Miller or how much of it is uh, Brian Azzarello, but at this point, I just treat them both as the same because I think it's it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. There's a very interesting like element of almost like Mr. Bloom. Yeah, I was. I, in, for, in I forgot about that issue. Yeah, yes. where there we are in bloom. Yeah, the, and he says it. He says yeah. bloom. He uses the words. He's, he's, feeding, he's feeding the seeds to all the people, and then um, they get a power that basically turns them into a bomb. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so it was, it was almost like, whoa, what are we, like, are uh, we tying, are we making some ties? Here? That's, I would appreciate that if that was intentional, but mm. I, it was almost so, it was like so much on the line that I can't say if it was or was not. I feel like that wasn't. Um, you, you aired some like thoughts on, oh, yeah, that, uh, Superman's daughter. Uh, what do you feel now? I think then Wonder Woman was the mini comic of the second uh, issue yeah. because that's what, that's what I loved and made me hate her so much. Yeah. Not Wonder Woman, but it's yeah. like about her, uh, like, I was, you know, hidden away. I was mm-hmm. a secret. I had to, like, train in silence, yada, yada. Yeah. Now I have this daughter mm-hmm. who just could care less, and she's awful. Yeah. But I love her. And then she's trying to train, I don't know her name, the daughter. Uh, uh, yes. Female Superman, not Daughter. Supergirl. Offspring. Super offspring. Super offspring. Uh, and she's there training. They haven't Wonder- said it much, to yeah. be fair. Wonder Woman's trying to train her, and she's just like, so, just does not give a shit. She says, you have to learn these things. Like, no, I'm a Kryptonian. I don't have to do anything. And then flies yeah. off, and is just the worst <laughs> child. I don't gotta do shit. Yeah. I, I, I have all the powers. Um, and then that... That comes to reveal at the end. fruition this episode. It didn't take much, did it? Nope. For the she's just already awful. Candorians to just whisper in her ear, like "Yo," uh, which also raises another question for me: is yes. uh, the the grand continuity of it? I yeah. don't know if they they tie it all, but this in Kingdom Come. I would like to know a timeline of this, because she would fit oh. in so well in Kingdom Come. Oh, you're absolutely right, just because the context of Kingdom Come, which is like one of my favorite books, mm-hmm. um, is that uh, the old model of how we were a hero is being rejected by the public. By the public, not just the metahumans, but by mm-hmm. the public. Like They're tired of like this game of the Joker... And various villains uh, are just put behind bars. They always escape and then kill again. Like, they're mm. tired of it. So they want um, someone that's more uh, basically homicidal and kill the villains. And then you realize there's no foundation to that. Like, you, mm-hmm. there's no real, like, that's not law. That's not, there's nothing to that. We're just going around killing. Yeah, and, and just as bad as... The villains. There's mm-hmm. no due process. There's no talking about it. There's there's nothing th- about that. So all it would take is like one example of like of it going wrong and and that. So you're right to see the sort of parallels of a generation that's like rejecting the older model. But in terms of like direct uh, timeline, only in Convergence would they have like mm-hmm. had that. Um, but or uh, no no because uh, Frank Miller's um, this world was not a part of. Oh. of uh, convergence so no i don't they've never intersected but yeah it's there's similarities for sure so yeah that was our shared um issue definitely check it out um there's gonna be a hardcover uh coming out pretty soon too because they've I, been doing the the hardcover release a few weeks after i just 
I wonder. Well, have you gotten any of those? I want to know if the mini comics are in there or if they are. Just, they like, they are. In. They are. But yeah, they're they're like pages. Okay, because yeah. I like I like having this uh, detachable little version. Right. Um. I I don't know if I'd ever detach it, but it's it's fun. It's some people would be like, oh, I'd be too worried about that, and so that's why you would get the hardcover. Um. Also, the hardcover spine like builds a, like a, a portrait. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. What was uh, your pick of the week? Uh, your other mine. pick of the week. Uh, I haven't read this in a while, but uh, I always felt that you can jump into Hellboy and kind of just enjoy it no matter what. And I found that to be true of this issue. Hellboy and BPRD 1953, which mm. was a, a number one, but it's not a number one. Uh, okay. I loved... What, is, what does that mean? Because it's, it's like you open the book and there's a little note here it says number eight in a series, but the cover says number one. And okay. I have no idea what that, makes that means. Me, well, um, Marvel does the same thing that we're like number one of a new story arc, but it's number eight technically. Yes. And it's, so okay, but uh, Hellboy's pretty pretty universal. There's always going to be something you just don't understand. Yeah, that's I've just come to. To find comfort in that, yeah. Um, but I love it's it's weird because it's Spike Mike Mignola and mm-hmm. but so the guy Chris Robertson, mm-hmm. and there's it it reads like Mike Mignola, but there's because it's the fifties. There's some like funny pulpy fifties stuff that I'm like this this feels like Mignola going a little campy, yeah. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, and it's great, and it's kind of just Hellboy in the early days with the BPRD solving crimes, and uh, it takes place here in California. Oh, cool! Pasadena and Rosemead. Nice. Uh, they're searching uh, the disappearance of like all these animals, and then a human mm-hmm. in one week in this in Rosemead. Uh, when uh, Marvel did Marvel Now, and they placed so many of their heroes in LA, it was it was pretty fortuitous because i was like oh i'm here let's see what this is and i really did like punisher when he was in la i, I thought that know. was fun i mean i know he's so like hardcore in new york but like just seeing him being a place where it's still kind of scroungy yet like you drive south and it's open and then it opens up into cartel land and like things like that it was a it was fun to place him there um, i want to see more so. heroes in la in their costumes and it being like, just fuck, boiling. it's hot. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> boiling. Um, Eddie brought up, like, a Kendrick Lamar video, like, something, and he was in L.A., and he was in, like, a black hoodie. I was just like, oh, my God, I would never, ever, ever make that choice. Like, even in winter right now, quote-unquote winter, because it's, like, 80. 82. Yeah, it's it's pretty. So I was just like, oh, my God, no. There's days when I'm just like, <sighs> Do I, like, not boil or do I be a professional and, like, mm-hmm. not wear shorts? You know? That's, like... It's a hard one. It, it is. Uh, uh, I decided to kind of boil today, but, but it's been okay because there's been a wind, but... This book is... Uh, a treat. Th- it's a treat, like, yeah. yeah. You're going you're gonna to... You have to keep reading it because it doesn't, like, wrap up. Mm-mm. It's not a special, do, but... Okay, do the... Oh, okay, so it's just, like, it's one little, like, segment of the larger. Yeah. Okay. Does it does it set up for a story arc? Like yeah. this is a a setup for a story arc. Okay, because I don't. Do you know how um, Hellboy or Dark Horse does their 
story arcs, how long they usually last, traditionally? I'm not even sure. No. Okay, because I feel like it's six issues that they usually do, because mm-hmm. I know that um, uh, Image usually does five per, like, story arc and collection, and then um, sometimes Boom does four. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that's fun. Right. Uh, so what was your pick? My pick of the week, uh, and those of you who are like, where did Eddie go? He's not asleep. Uh, he was beckoned um, to go help a customer, um, and he's a dutiful employee. Um, my final uh, pick was uh, Justice League, The Dark Side War, Part 8. Written by Jeff Johns. Uh, art by Mr. Jason Fabic. Um, or Fabak. We're bad with names. Um, and uh, I love... Um, God, I love this. Like I feel like I've picked this so many weeks of Meltcast, but that's just because... It feels like an epic. It feels like John's doing what he does best and, and uh, knowing and, and loving what story he's setting up with um, all the main mainstay people and just this big tapestry. Uh, this, um, I think, is coming before they actually treat it as its own title, Dark Side War, because at the, oh, very, oh, oh. the very end of the book, they promise... Um, Let's see, the appropriate phrasing. To be continued in Justice League Dark Side War number one, um, which uh, the proper title of this is Justice League The Dark Side War, and part it's part eight. eight. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to treat it as its own title because this, this definitely feels like a point where they can move on. What happens in this is basically the crime syndicate, which is, I think, Earth 3, they um, they are on Earth uh, with the heroes, and um, last we saw them, it was um, Forever Evil, which I thought was, mm. even though it was kind of a sleeper, like, quiet, under-the-radar event, I thought it was just like this, like, a very epic uh, story that just not as much pressure was put on Jeff Johns. Like, he's like, I just want to write the story. It doesn't necessarily need to be a huge event blockbuster thing um but doesn't discredit or discount his uh work in it at all but basically the the fallout of that was the heroes were not on earth and uh some of them were but the majority of them weren't so the villains needed to step up to make sure that earth wasn't destroyed um when this like cosmic presence was approaching um and it turned out to be um the anti-monitor at the end of it which was like the setup for this premise, which was uh, Darkseid fighting um, the Anti-Monitor. And um, it's not a spoiler because it happens very early on, but if you just like zero spoilers, plug your ears for 10 seconds, the Anti-Monitor kills Darkseid. And he was supposed to be... It's like it's almost like no, there needs to be a dark side in the universe. So his power just like le- reach out to anything that was available, and all the heroes got godlike powers, um, and uh, more powers. Yeah, <laughs> even more, even more powerful. So um, in the first, very first page, Superman is sitting there, and he looks like just picture the Nega version artistically of Superman. So. Where you would traditionally um, use blacks uh, for the ink, they've used white, making him majority white, and then like, and then just black on like some shading areas. So he just looks like he's like this all white being with uh, kind of a 
He's all white. Darker, yeah, face. And um, uh, and he's holding up kryptonite um, and just basically holding it there as a bargaining chip to um, the crime syndicate that features a very gaunt Ultraman, um, like, screaming. He's <laughs> like, give me that rock! Because if you remember in Forever Evil, Kryptonite to Ultraman is not something that weakens him, but makes it's him like stronger. vitamins. Yeah, it's like cocaine, cocaine like, vitamins, yeah, cocaine vitamins. Because he like crushes it in his hand and just snorts it, like just inhales it. It was one of my favorite panels in Forever Evil. It's like when you do a line of like, uh, go on, called? Uh, go on. You know, you crush some, <laughs> you crush some just some the Smarties, chewable tablets, Smarties. <laughs> just do a line of just, just do a line of those. Yeah, it's, and called, then, it's called doing a yabba dabba do. I've never uh, partaken never, in the Abadabadu. Abadabadu. No. Okay. Um, you gotta. But, uh, it's healthy as fuck. This, is, this, this gets to a point in the story where it's very much, where it's very much uh, um, uh, Crisis on the Infinite Earths because the big wave that uh, is eating up all the Earths in Crisis uh, is back and it's taking out um, some portions of the Earth. And the Anti-Monitor, um, who's now named Mobius... Um, uh, talks about how uh, when he was sitting up like a god up on a tower, um, he found it was uh, not as satisfying to just destroy the waves of planets, um, but rather come down on Earth and just destroy everyone. That's where it was more fun. So uh, big epic um, fights ensue against Mobius, basically the hero and their uh, doppelganger um, from Earth 3 in the Crime Syndicate. They, every Everyone gets the matchup, that pretty much, of the two. So Superman and Ultraman fight together, Power Ring um, and Green Lantern fight together, and so on and so forth. So, it is... A, uh, is it Power is Ring fun- from this Earth now, right? She is, yeah. yeah. So the so power ring, the end of, of power ring uh, that looked like Hal Jordan was destroyed in Forever Evil, yeah. but the ring from Earth Three yeah. is still on Earth. Found, um, I think Jessica is her name, um, and uh, and so she. The if you'll notice, it's one of the most obvious things about the rebirth. What they're um, what Jeff Johns just announced. Uh, the most obvious thing is that the Green Lantern they're showcasing in silhouette is a female. So it's they've been building up that she's going to be a Green Lantern soon. So right, because she's and that's the thing that I appreciate about Green Lantern is because he's doing his own thing. Wait, they've been they they've been way in this. The, what? Because is he in this? N- Hal? Yeah. 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 John's had his own continuity, and and it's probably saddened him that he couldn't like integrate the fact yeah. that that that's that's kind of been the the troubling issue with me that some is. of the DC stuff, but and also some of the Marvel stuff is like yeah, like yeah, where are you here at both times? Where where, yeah. where are you? Yeah. This is going but, on over the like what? I, but I guess like time doesn't exist in. These we didn't talk about the mini comic like, in this one, the Green Lantern. Mission. Oh yeah, very quickly. <laughs> so um, amazing cover. Uh, I had some issues in that. <laughs> uh, there's three. It. There's three what look like um, mu- muses or like mystics. The like uh, the the sort of Greek like um, uh, three children of this. Uh, yeah, the three Kandor. fates. The three fates. Yeah. yeah, 
And uh, they do this weird, like, seduce or attempt at seducing, like, Hal, of, like, like you're a oh, God, wouldn't right? you Make like us, us, yeah, wouldn't you like us to bend to you. your will, bend to your will? Because he's, like, they're, like, keying in on his whole thing is, like, willpower. And he doesn't, like, fall for the trick. It's not like he's, like, yeah, baby, let's see where this goes. <laughs> he's just very, really like, um, what the fuck is happening? And then when he tries to, like, just sort of, like, hey, come here and use his ring, one of them just laser eyes his hand off. And he's, like, ah, and he just falls from the sky uh, the hand that had the ring, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. That's how that would go." But okay, he is no god. He's just a man. Let's oh. take his world from him. Yeah, that's what they basically say. And it's yeah. like, um, I right. was like, "Oh shit, that's Great. nuts!" Fucking that's a Luke Skywalker why, shit. <laughs> why? Yeah, I hope he comes back and he's just robot hand. Well, he's just basically like, uh, I've proven this many times. I'm not just a guy with a ring. I am the guy that can make the ring work. So my willpower will be shown even if I don't have a ring. Uh, I have to go start my shift. All right, so cool. as you guys wrap up your thoughts, um, I will say um, prematurely, thank you all for listening to Meltcast 3.0. Have a great weekend. Listen to the soothing voices of Mr. Acvito and Cordelona. Oh, I was going to insult you. <laughs> Derek oh. Vandermillen. Everything he does is premature. Uh, That's not far <laughs> from the truth. Uh, go, go. Okay. I just have one pick. It's uh, X Men Worst X Men Ever uh, by what? Max Bemis. X Men oh. Worst X Men Ever. That's not how he feels. Uh, Max Bemis and uh, Michael Walsh uh, did the art. Um, I've been a fan of Max Bemis's music and his uh, uh, comics have been really fantastic and and just. Amazing. Um, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one uh, t- takes place uh, uh, with a kid named Bailey. He um, he's a typical high school kid, and he's trying to figure out what girl he wants to date. Is is the beginning of this? He's just like, oh, what about this girl? And it's like, oh, you're not edgy enough for her. What about this girl? You're not cool enough for her. What what about this girl? And it's like, you're not this enough for her so he feels very like not unique and unspecial and very average and uh lo and behold his parents tell him that they're mutants and they've uh instead of being one of the x-men or the morlocks or you know however you decide to live your your ex-life he uh they decided to just blend in and be, be normal be normal yeah but as we know that never works <laughs> that uh <laughs> yeah that never works out um what ends up happening is that he gets super excited about the fact that he might be a mutant and they take him to go see Beast as you do and uh, Beast runs some tests on him and he's like, yeah, you're a mutant. You're also a mutant. You also carry the X gene. Um, but uh, your powers are <laughs> that you can explode like a firework. Like like a gi- like you can control the density of the explosion and like pretty much you're like a firework, like a, like a human firework. But you only have... Um, one but if shot. you do that, <laughs> you, you won't come back together. You will die. You have one, like, that's a one-shot power, pretty much. <laughs> uh, which sucks, because it's, and he puts it, he says it too, he's like, my, I might as well not have a power. Yeah. Also, how, if he doesn't know how to use it, how do you stop it from happening? Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, they're trying to... <laughs> They're trying to, and they, you know, they, they tell him like, hey, stay, you know, they, they keep him there for, for reasons that you will see in the book. Um, 
uh, they keep him there to to help him work on his powers and and uh, power. Kind of just just out of control. Out of control. It, but he feels that he's not really. He's back at, at square one now. He's in a school full of people that are like ha- have superpowers, and he's just the kid with the superpower that he can't ever use. And it's like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. Like, I'm pretty much back to square one. Like, I thought it was gonna be high school a- here is like high school over there. What's the point? I thought his power was gonna be like extreme blending in, <laughs> extreme blending, <laughs> uh, extreme perspiration, just like, like just super sweaty. Like he can get super sweaty. Um, so, uh, or there was uh, there was one mutant in uh, back in Generation X who like his name was Skin, and he his skin was just like extra long, and so he could like manipulate his extra long skin. Like it was, it was very weird. Um, oh, uh, um, but it's just it, the art in it is really fantastic. I like I said I love I love Max Bemis's writing. Um, uh, the X-Men do a fantastic job at trying to make him like feel welcome that even though he's uh his powers are are this that he's still an X-Men and like a mutant's a mutant like no matter what way you put it um and they they give him at the end like you know they 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 give him a gift pretty much to try to to try to make him feel better about his power sets so it's a firecrackers it's firecrackers yeah it's a box of cracker jacks and a box of firecrackers, and a box of I, and a, and a at what point bottle of fireball rum. Because are they are they training him like the other X Men, or just training him how to? Keep his <laughs> well, it's still. I mean, the thing is that that the institution is still a school. Like the the it's they still teach them academic things. It's just on top of that, they also learn like uh, they have a danger room where they can go explore and use their powers. Because I feel like with that. I mean, I just not mean, but like it's it's real. Just don't take that kid with you anywhere. <laughs> just keep him. Well, teach him it, stuff. It but just keep reminded him away. me of the robot from Futurama, Excitable Eddie. Oh, that he always explodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and there was that episode where Fry goes to the uh, the yeah. robot insane asylum. Yeah. And they like teach him how to control his explosions, and he like explodes a little in his shoulder, and he's like, oh, I just split it a little. <laughs> So that's what I feel like this is right now. That he's just he's like, gonna be that. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just mm. exploded a little. But that's my pick of the week. Nice. All right. I think we're done with the episode, right? We good? I think so. All right. Um, so I gotta go downstairs. Cool. <laughs> uh, I, tr- I could have sworn there was something else. Uh, <coughs> we didn't. We didn't talk about Pacific Rim two, but I mean, there's also oh. not much else to talk about. Yeah. I already said it's going to happen. Possible Cloverfield 3. Oh, yeah. Possible Cloverfield 3. J.J. Abrams is hinted, is hinting like, apparently I didn't, I didn't uh, know that these story, this 10 Cloverfield lane isn't exactly going to link up with the first Cloverfield. It's going to be kind of a separate movie just in that universe. Oh. Hmm. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it'll have an end thing with the monster, but... As of right now, it just seems to be a family in a whole. I wonder, well, because the way it seems, I feel like like they're in the middle of this field, and maybe it's like other aliens that are that are like, out have there. taken over this like small part of the town mm-hmm. or something. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll because it's not in the city. The other one was in the city. Yeah, this one was 
and we're just gonna have to wait till the end of the movie. To or find maybe, out. or maybe he's doing these Cloverfield movies, and they're like just a warning, different versions of like movies that he enjoyed. Because mm. the because Cloverfield is pretty much like a Godzilla movie, but yeah. like his take on it. Maybe this is. Something else, like his take on something else. Well, he said that the possible third, he said, we can't promise, we're hoping this does well, and then we can do a third one that will connect them. Oh. We'll have a Cloverfield Avengers. <laughs> God. That's just, the, that's just the staple now, right? Yep, that's just the model. Okay. We're going to make all these things, and then we're going to Avenger them. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to make a, a billion dollars. Yeah, that's how that's, that works. That's how that works. <laughs> All, right. All right. I got to go downstairs because I got to work. Okay. And it's four. Yes. We should end this podcast. All right. Derek Thank you for already. the scene in Milkcast. It was fun. Yay. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Milkcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome. And you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.